Hey, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of High Spirits. Uh, this is my friend. Hi, I'm Noelle Schmidt. Wow, I threw, uh, <laughs> threw you for a loop. Uh, and I am myself, Jay Stagman. It's uh, because I'm so unfamiliar with you referring to me as your friend. Oh, right. You're just like... <laughs> Here's this chick that follows me around. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, she called me her friend. I know. It was a pretty Thank momentous you. moment in our lives. Thank hey, everybody, you. welcome to episode eight. Yeah. Yeah. We're in it. Yeah. And um, you guys are so fortunate tonight because you have a Noel, which means that you probably have ghosts up front. I do. <laughs> uh, well, actually, no, I'm, I'm doing a, uh, I, I am taking a little bit of a different. Oh, interesting. Uh, okay. Spin. I love it. But um, I do want to preface everything by saying that Jay and I just finished watching the, the uh, presidential debate. Yep. Um, we're already a little bit in it. We're, which, I mean, <laughs> we've had, we've had, uh, more high spirits than we've talked about spirits tonight. We have, we've, uh, there's been some shouting at the TV. Yeah, lots of it. Some, a lot of, what did he say? Yeah. Did he just say that? Yeah. Lester Holt, get it together. Get it. Um, together. and will someone please call Sean Hannity? <laughs> um, <laughs> so... Spoiler spoiler alert for anybody who hasn't watched the debate. Yeah, well, this is not coming out for a little bit. So <laughs> they're actually, a week behind. You'll have time. Yeah, they'll be way behind those, but that's cool. Um, yeah, so we, uh, I think last episode we had been benaying, and this episode we've been uh, watching the presidential debate. So right. we're a little weird. Uh, it's because of what has just happened. I'm a believer in resonant energy. So I have the ghost of the debate on me currently. <laughs> I'm, I'm full of it. No, it's, I'm dripping with it, but I like it. Um, I love it. I love politics. Uh, Jay, what are you drinking today? Oh my God. Uh, I am drinking a daisy cutter. Um, it's from the half acre brewing company. I, I was said just, that really weird. You did. I half was, Acre Brewing. Half Acre Brewing Company. You were just there? I was just at the tap room. Thanks for the invite, motherfucker. Over the weekend. <laughs> okay, cool. Uh, you had a show that oh. I didn't go to. Um, That's right. <laughs> also, I'm getting texts. We are the worst yeah, friends. Um, okay. No, I was going to invite you, but then I was like, oh, she's got a show. Yeah, uh, I was busy. Uh, you were busy. I was busy. Yeah. I had a great time. Sure. You had a great show. It was amazing. I know. I'm sorry. That's fine. Talk about that off offline. Yeah, we, I guess. <laughs> um, Are we really going full tilt Gail and Oprah right here in front of everybody? <laughs> it's happening. It is happening. Uh, we haven't seen each other for like a week. It's been a long time, you guys. It's going to get weird. I know. We like, you got here, we debated, and yes. then we, we like haven't spoken, actually. No, we really haven't. Um, we other- lost our minds together and clapped at the right time. So. <laughs> <laughs> I think once I put up my hand for a high five, you didn't do it. Once you put up your hand for a high five, I didn't do it. No. That's it was, not about, like, support. It's just about coordination. <laughs> exactly. Oh, All right. Um, okay. I'm drinking... Uh, oh, yeah. Who's your sponsor? I'm drinking Carnivore. I like that meat, is Morrissey. Awesome. <laughs> that bottle is cool. Isn't it a cool bottle? This is actually, like, kind of, like, a new, like, average kind of bottle of wine that you find everywhere. <laughs> Why are your sponsors so <laughs> mediocre? Like, they're like, so expensive. But I like it, and the bottle, the label's cool, and... Like, you're like, carnivore, <laughs> a very mediocre... No, wine. I drink it all the time. Um, I got it because of the Morrissey thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. And uh, take that, Morrissey. I, like I that eat meat. Um, Morrissey, I... You know what? I think you're a poon, but here's the thing. 
I've known that for a long time, so it doesn't bother me, nor does it surprise me. I don't know why I'm still so bugged by it. I, I think know, it's because totally it. I listened to episode seven today, so I, I like feel like people tell you who you who they are. So for us, for you know, to get bugged by it is our fault. Well, here's you know what I'm saying. I mean, the thing is, is that I knew this about him prior to it, and I was actually. By the way, I'm not coming after you. I saw you do that. I'm like, ooh, no, I know, Mr. T. No, I... Um, We're not supposed to talk politics on this show, but we just debated, so it might come up every Whatever, once in a while. it's going to happen. Yeah. I had actually talked to a friend earlier in the day that he had, like, banned the meat about him, and I was like, yeah, he went on, like, some show, and he didn't want any of them to have... Like, by the way, I don't know what I'm talking about right now. Like, <laughs> I just know that this is a thing that happened, and I, I think it was Colbert... And Colbert was like, yeah, if you're going to come here and want to ban me, I, I don't have time for you. Again, I could be completely wrong about all of this, but I know. Asterisk, this is Jay. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so I'd been telling. Just in case someone's listening. Yeah, and they're like, I don't know. I don't know. I'd been telling a friend that story. So it was like fresh in my mind. Uh, when So I was like already like, I knew who he was and I was already heightened about it. Remember when Morrissey, like at the height of his hotness, was like, I'm asexual. Yeah, but I I don't think I ever thought he was hot. He was too, like... Uh, okay. (laughs) Again, the physical commitment that Noelle puts into this show without explaining what she's doing is incredible. What were you just doing? I don't know. I was moving like Morrissey would. I don't... It was very... I've just lost, like, three of our fans. Three of our five fans. (laughs) I was going to say, don't overdo our fan base. Anyway, um... So, Noelle, what goes did you Let bring me, okay. to the table? So, I decided, by the way, I have handwritten notes. I, I can see it. My printer it. is terrible. So can I, you read all that? Yeah. Okay. Can uh, I, you're asking you, if I can read my cursive handwriting, and well, the answer is yes. You write in cursive? I do. God bless you. I am an old lady. <laughs> you are not at all. I, I write in, like, all, like, high capital letters because I have no handwriting <laughs> capacity. I like writing in cursive. Um, okay, so I decided to uh, go back to my roots a little bit. Ooh, some action? Do some Scotty action. So, yeah. Um, because I feel like last two episodes have been a little sad. I agree. And I'm, you know what? Uh, before we do some Scotty action, let me apologize. I actually... I'm full tilt, ready to rock some ghosts, and I'm off my immigrant mapping <laughs> into... No, man, it's cool. Into, yeah, I'm done. It's cool. It's cool. Well, what I want to talk about is um, the Rave slash Eagles Club in Milwaukee. Is that like a motorcycle? It is not. It oh. is a music venue oh. that I grew up with, um, and it was kind of, for a long time, the only music venue in Milwaukee, like the only club... Oh. Um, outside of like big arenas, the big, yeah, exactly. So it was like the place that you went to see a show. Yeah. Like an indie band or both. Both. Like <laughs> that's, give you the other. that's a crazy thing. An indie <laughs> band or an established oh, yeah, band sure, okay. or mainstream. Um, oh my God. So did you say mainstream? I did. Uh, <laughs> I sure did. Um, so I'm going to talk about that because um, kind of everybody in Milwaukee knows that the Eagles Club is haunted. Great. And it's one of those things where you hope that when you see a show, like, you're going to have an experience. I'm super stoked about this. Um, I will tell you. Did I've you have an experience with the Eagles Club? 
many shows there, and I have never had an experience. <gasps> you would be the right person to have I an experience. Know, it's such a bummer. And I've actually, like... Like, I feel like... I've tried to sneak around. I went like I, in the ghost. If you, if I were a ghost, I would look at you and just feel like you had it. Hello, my name is Noelle. Name tag on. Right. Like, find speak me. To me. Talk to me. T- touch me. Find pull my hair. Me. Like do fucking. Stop. Well, I saw Alice Cooper there. Yuck. In um, I mean, oh, but it was one of my favorite shows of all of time. Uh, <laughs> he's so good. Put out an incredible show, and it was in the early like two thousands. Is yeah. Um. And I snuck away from my friends at some point, and I was trying, like, kind of trying sex to. with Alice Cooper? No, never. I oh. never would. He's sweaty and old. Oh, <laughs> oh God. That Alice Even Cooper. Then, no, but I love him, but I would never. No. Okay. Uh, but, no, I was, because I wanted to find some ghosts. So I, like, went to the uh, bathroom. Yeah, that totally makes sense. I went to the bathroom, and. Uh, Were you there with me at that ghost conference at the Portage Theater where I completely just went off by myself to try to find ghosts? Nope. Oh, yeah, I did that. Because <laughs> they're like, this place is haunted. I was like, cool. See ya. No. I was with you every second at the Portage Theater. Okay, so that was the other one. Uh, even when we fell asleep. <laughs> 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 we, wait, I, so we went to a ghost conference at the Portage Theater, and uh, they serve beer there. Um, and we went to go see, so we'd been drinking maybe since 11 a.m. Right. 10 a.m. something like that. And they... We took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> they were doing a presentation and they so turned the, boring. They turned the lights off. Yep. Why well, would that, they? They should. And it was really boring. Yeah. So no, it was mostly a boring issue. But <laughs> yeah, the stage should be lit, but not the audience. <laughs> we both fell asleep. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Okay. So let me tell you about the. So I know it as the rave. Yeah. Um, the eagle is the rave. The eagle. It's the rave. Now it's called the the rave slash eagles club. Um. So. Let's start there. So, um, construction for it started in Milwaukee in 1926. It opened in 1927. Um, and at the time that it was opened, it was like an athletic club that had, um, a bowling alley and a basketball court and had this beautiful swimming pool in the basement. Beautiful. It, it was really cool. Like, it had, like, that really cool, like, Art Deco look to it. Yeah. However, every picture you see of it is creepy. Yeah. So I encourage everybody to look it up, Google it. I will put, we should post some pictures. Yeah, yeah. On the Facebook page. Um, there's one picture that I found that was so funny. It's, like, the pool in the background and this group of people sitting around this round table with an umbrella. Inside? In inside. And there's nothing else around them. It's just, like, this weird, random... Like scene. Um, These are just like rich people who. Yeah, okay. basically. So is uh, an athletic club a precursor to like well, a gym? It was like actually an all membership? male. It was an all male athletic club when it started. <laughs> what is the space you're giving me? I don't know. I thought. <laughs> I'm just like excited about the start. <laughs> okay. So it was, no, I love everything about it. I just wasn't sure if you were like wink, wink, mad nod. All males. No, there's nothing more. You just winked three times. I did because you told me to. No, I didn't. (laughs) This episode is not going to end well because we are already. (laughs) Oh, my God. Just stop. Okay. So uh, all male athletic club. They had all these awesome amenities. Um, It uh, closed and then it became um, it. Uh, it was housed by the Fraternal Order of the Eagles, 
which is a notable organization whose considerable impacts on America's cultural landscape remain in effect today. Uh, <laughs> I'm writing my notes. <laughs> I know. So, it sounds like you're reading like a pamphlet. I know. Which I really like. So these guys did some good things. Uh, they pushed. I was about to take Jehovah as my personal savior. <laughs> I'm very convinced. You are. You should take a mission. <laughs> So they pushed for uh, the foundation of Mother's Day. They Wait. this the fraternal order that's of the Eagles. Yeah, that's really okay. good. All right. Um, no, just wait. Like this is they do great things. They're sure. very progressive and um, yeah. They uh, provided the impetus for uh, the national so- social security program. Okay. And they campaigned to eliminate job discrimination on the basis of age. That's awesome. So it was kind of a, like a secret fraternity, sort of. But um, people who, like notable people that were part of it were Theodore Roosevelt, FDR, Harry Truman. What a secret. Yeah, right. Uh, John <laughs> F. Kennedy, Jimmy Carter, and... Jimmy Cartier. Yes. Uh, the Diamond of the South. The Diamond of Georgia. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the peanut farmer from Georgia. Oh, um, and Ronald Reagan was also a member. Oh. And him. <laughs> JK. Oh. Be your own rainbow. Um, so, kind of a big deal. I so, love that every time po- politics come up, you and I are so, like, revved, but then we step back. <laughs> Not here. Not here. Yeah, just, well, in, just in case our two <laughs> listeners... <laughs> You don't want to turn them off. Yeah. Like, Janelle, I'm too political. <laughs> All right. Just hang out with us on a regular basis. Anyway, uh, so kind of a big deal. Um, uh, so it that's where the Eagles Club, like, that name comes from, actually, is from that group. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, that was that was part of the thing. And then um, after they took over, after them, it became a shelter now, I'm not clear on what kind of a shelter it was. All it says is, like, every, I read, I went to so many different websites. I'm with you. Just I said shelter. I believe it to be, like, a homeless shelter. Sure. But I'm I'm not clear on this. Yeah. Um, now, what I do know is that this shelter was run by a very abusive man. No. Who did pretty awful things to the people that lived there. Oh, my God. And he was just very mean. And I hate that. I hate whenever yeah. I read when something's supposed to be something uh, and you find out that a, that a groomer is running it. Basically, someone who's just there to take advantage. It's like the Carol Burnett character in Annie. Yeah, of course. Yeah, Mrs. Hannigan. Thank you. I forgot her name. Or Miss Hannigan. Miss Hannigan, yes. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that always bums me out when people are like, right. this charitable organization is... Like, I don't know, a farce. Right. It's a it's a major bummer. Mm-hmm. Um. So. Uh. So that's all I know about it. The shelter part of it. Sure. Um. From there, it actually became more of a music hall where they were hosting like big bands and. Um. <laughs> um. They had this. They would do like big bands and. <laughs> Jay's laughing because I had to turn my notebook page. And I was trying to be I'm really not quiet laughing because of that. I'm laughing because of the flourish in which you did it. Noel tries to be subtle, and it is the funniest thing because I'm such an ogre. You know, yeah. it's not true. You just stuck the landing so hard. You flipped the page. 
I think I looked at you for approval. Like, I did it. Yes. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. And it made me laugh. Okay. <laughs> All right. So Eagle. they did, like, th- yeah, they did, um, they did music and theater and performing arts. And, um, they, there's the, the larger area is, um, the Eagles ballroom now, which is like the main hall. And it was, um, this, it's this beautiful ballroom. If you've ever been in there, you know what I'm talking about. They have like all these kind of like opera boxes and it's, it's just a really cool. Is it like um, the Riv or the Aragon kind of? Uh, probably has more of a feel of the Aragon where it's more of that like round space and it's. Um, I think the design... We saw Green Day there. <laughs> we saw uh, Weezer there. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Green Day's postponed, and yeah. mm-hmm. we're still waiting on a date. That's right. Um, but uh, hope you guys are feeling better, because um, I know they're you? a listener. Well, that's why they postponed, because oh, they have an infection. Trey Cool was sick? I don't know. All I right. guess all of them are sick. It's just suspicious, but you know, we're not talking about that here. So, anyway... <laughs> Eagles Ballroom. Green Day, uh, for the record, has performed several times at the Eagles Ballroom. Oh, cool. When they were starting. Um, It's been dubbed, it it was at the time dubbed, uh, Divine's Million Dollar Ballroom. Because it was just like such a spectacular sight. Oh, cool. So, um, it became more of a dance hall. And uh, the cool thing about this is actually that this is... This is the spot where Buddy Holly and Richie Valance and the Big Bopper performed their last performances before they got in the plane. Oh my god! To fly to Iowa, I think it was Iowa City. No idea, but I loved Lil Bamba when I was a kid. Yeah, so it was Blue Diamond Phillips. Ugh, heartbreaking. Yeah, just devastating. So it was January twenty third, nineteen fifty five. The day 59, that music died. The day that music died, according to uh, that guy who wrote that song. <laughs> Jeff Boothiet hates us. <laughs> Don't say that on this show. <laughs> he obviously does not care about Don McLean because he's much more of a Broadway person. Don McLean, that's his name. Yes. Don McLean. Sorry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> Shout out. Um, <laughs> we might have to like just completely wipe this episode. Um... <laughs> Anyway, January 23rd, 1959, Buddy Holly, the Big Bopper, Richie Valence, and the rest perform in Milwaukee at the Eagles Ballroom, um, and they get in the plane, and that's when the plane crashes in the snowstorm, and uh, they actually have on the upper level this really nice memorial to Buddy Holly. Stop laughing. Uh, with, like, his, his concert posters and, like, a really nice review from the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee journal about his performance. And, uh, um, it's, it, it, it's really cool. If you ever get there, you should go up there and see it. It's a really nice memorial to him. Um, okay. So it's this place for years and where the rave is located is not in the greatest area in Milwaukee. It's actually quite near, Marquette University, which is also not in an awesome neighborhood. I don't know much about it. Um, Marquette is on, like, Wisconsin Avenue, and well, I don't know the cross streets that well. Um, it's an, it's, I think is it's... Is it, like, an underserved, underdeveloped community? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. So it's a little outside of downtown, um, a little west of there, and, and the rave is a little southwest of, like, 
where Marquette is. Um, I don't, I'm terrible with directions. I just, no, know, no, no, you're totally fine. I can drive there. Yeah. No problem. Everybody, it's, let's get in, uh, let's get in Noel's car and we're going to go. We're just going to, we're just going to take a little road trip. So it's not in a great neighborhood and it's never been a great neighborhood. And so what happened over the years is that, um, the building just, so it is totally like the Aragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it just is. like, it just keeps... It just kind of like... It, it, it's deteriorating. Just, it was deteriorating and nobody was really taking care of it. Which makes sense though. It might have had like a, a feisty punk scene because it's it, like... And it, and it did. Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of bands started there, didn't necessarily start there, but when they were starting, like that's the place they went to in Milwaukee. Sure. Um, like the Milwaukee punk scene's small. So Although, that wasn't a place... His, uh, what's his face is from there? Bad religion dude. He sort of. He's from Racine, and then his family moved to California when he was a young. Oh, it's if creepy only that my I know had that. Done that. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did the last episode talking about so, Corey Feldman, and I was like, I wish I had. I wish I had Corey Feldman's life. I know. I wish I hung out with Corey's angels. Yeah. Um, I would have. It just would have played out way differently for me. Yeah, I guess. I'm just kidding. I'm not envious of that man's life at all. I'm no, just fucking No, you shouldn't be, because he seems like such a lost soul. No, he's... Um, I, by the way, I stand by everything I said about Corey Feldman. I stand by everything I said. Great. I'm glad we're in agreement. <laughs> so, <laughs> whatever it was. So, here's what happened. So, in the 1980s, the building, like, really kind of, like, went to hell. Oh. And... Nothing was really, like, nobody was really doing anything about it. And so in 1992, the building was purchased by um, Anthony Balistrieri and his Anthony wife, Balistrieri. Okay. And if you're from Milwaukee, you know that name very, very well. Because oh. the Balistrieri's own a lot. Okay. They own a lot of restaurants. They own, um, I, I actually um, went to high school with Balistrieri. Like, it's a very common, it's a popular name there. Um, and they're a big deal. They're possibly some mafia ties, et cetera, oh. which I shouldn't say, but I did because damn you, the debate, <laughs> damn you, the debate. Don't you got to come for me. The balustrades. No, they're actually, up before this. the balustrades have actually done a lot of good things for Milwaukee. Like they've really like, um, brought back a lot of industry and business. Well, that's so, good. I think, I mean, if you're going to be in the mob, you take the, <laughs> I'm being totally serious right now. Right. You take the Joseph Kennedy approach, right? Right. Yeah. You're going to just be that guy that needs to make a living, that wants to do right for his family. And you start off like profiteering from bootlegging. And right. And your son is an amazing present. Right. Per me. Minus uh, Bay of Pigs. Yes. <laughs> I mean, agreed. Um, so the, so, uh, Anthony Balistrieri purchased the building and, um, they fixed it up and they set out for it to be a music venue. And that's what it's been ever since. So right now it houses actually six venues. And for years, like I was saying, when I was growing up, this was the place, this was the, like basically the only, Did they have like an 18 venue. and over or 18 and under like juice bar situation. No, not really. Jeez, they, I meant to say. yeah. Um, every show varied. So there would Got be it. 18 and over shows, etc. I remember when I was growing up, they were trying to sort of get that going when I was a kid. And I mean, nobody had any interest whatsoever. Yeah. Like what the fuck am I going to do at a juice bar with people my age? 
I don't, I don't have a fake ID with people older that I can lie to. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. I grew um, up in a college town, so it Yeah, really so was, it was easy to do. Yeah. Not um, just easy, but essential. Of course. I mean, right. Uh-huh. So, uh, currently there are six venues actually in this building. It's a four-story building. It's huge. Oh, awesome. Um... Uh, there's the Eagles ballroom, which we've discussed, which is the largest part, largest venue, which is actually, I think probably where I've seen every show I've been to. I don't know if I've actually been to the smaller rooms of the building. Um, there's rave hall, which is another larger room. Eagles hall rave bar, which is, I believe the one that's downstairs in the basement. I remember seeing Ben folds once and um, oh shoot. I'm gonna, oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue and I'm blanking. It doesn't matter. Somebody was downstairs at the same time. It's the guy who wrote the South Park song. Um, the ba- Primus. What's oh, his name? You know yep. what I'm talking about. I know what you're talking about. The bass. Yeah. The funky guy from Primus. Yep. Look that up. He was playing at the rave bar at the same time that Ben Folds was upstairs. And it was kind of funny cause we could actually hear like the bass yeah. coming through and Ben Folds was having a really good time with it and thought it was really funny. Um, there's also the Rave Vibe Room. Les Claypool. Les Claypool. Sorry, Les Claypool. I feel really bad about that. No, he's fine. Um, and then there's the Penthouse Lounge. So there's six venues in this building, which is pretty impressive. So they can have multiple shows going on at the same time, which I don't think they actually do that often. I know, but that's sweet. Yeah. So. Especially for, I mean. Not to diminish it, but especially for Milwaukee, I think that, that that's a important thing for mm-hmm. culture and an important thing for people to be able to do. Right. Well, I feel like sometimes, like, you hear about, like, not that Milwaukee's a small town, but comparatively to Chicago, that, like, people talk about, it, like, a dearth of things to do, whether it's, like, a smaller town like Indianapolis or Cincinnati yeah. or, like, whatever. And these are sizable places with a big population, and they just don't right. get the people there. It's... It's funny because when I moved here, um, so many people would be like, I love Milwaukee. I'd love to go visit there. And I would always say, like, oh, yeah, it's a nice place to visit. But people genuinely like to go there. And it's oh, from here. Yeah, of course. And it's I mean, in general, too. But like, in I think general, Milwaukee's an awesome place. It's a really fun place. And I mean, um, Laverne and Shirley proved it. Happy, Happy Days proved it. Come on. I mean, uh, it's it's. There's it's a cultural icon. So much culture there. Can I say this? I'm glad we got our shit together. So we were losing our minds. Well, we're we could quickly devolve again. Yeah, we could. So I don't want to pay too much attention to it. But I love me. You're like this one should just be deleted. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna listen back to this and be just ashamed. Yeah, no, we. Um. So Milwaukee, it's my home, sort of. Yeah. I'm from like 25 miles north of there. Yeah. Um, but it means it's your, it means it's, it's your the same fault. thing. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, I love the rave. A lot of, there are some people actually in Milwaukee that because the rave was kind of the only club, <coughs> sorry. Oh. oh man, here we go. <laughs> I just hit my wine glass on the stand. I'm sorry, everybody. Uh, <laughs> because it was the only club. There were so many people that it just didn't like it for that reason. And so because it was the only club in Milwaukee because they it. felt like there should be others and that oh, they were kind of okay. like well, monopolizing, get a small business loan, yeah. open up a business. Now there are more. There's um, 
the Milwaukee Club and yeah, I saw Beastie Boys at some. I don't know. I don't know where it was, but I saw the Beastie Boys like in the maybe like middle '90s at a really small venue, probably at Shank Hall. Which maybe fun, fun fact about Shank Hall? Okay, Shank Hall wasn't a thing until after the movie. This is Spinal Tap, where in the movie they go to a venue in in Milwaukee called Shank Hall. Oh, that's cool. And then they somebody actually like just paid homage to that, made that happen. Um, I said the Milwaukee Club, and I think it's the Milwaukee Theater, and I and I still think that's wrong. I'm not sure. I don't know. I haven't lived there in a long time. Let's move on. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the worst. My friends from Milwaukee are like, she needs to be stopped. All right, let's talk about some ghost stuff. Yes, I am so excited. So obviously, there's some stuff in this place. Sure, Les Claypool died there. Les Claypool did not die there. I know, he's still still going. All right, so first of all, um, I was really hoping... I shouldn't say hoping, but I was expecting there to be more deaths surrounding this building because it has pretty rich history, yeah. um, especially with this athletic club. But I could only track down a few. <laughs> I love that you thought like athletes just, <laughs> you know, like some big, some guys holding like, sure. he's got like that handlebar mustache yep. and he's doing gymnastics. <laughs> he's, doing, he's, got, he's wearing a leotard. Yep. And he's like a medicine ball that just falls Oh, no. It's off the rails again. (laughs) So, anyway. Oh, no. Three deaths that we know of. All right. The first one was a 17-year-old. Like, this is crazy, actually. A 17-year-old that was swimming in the pool. And suffered a heart attack. Oh my god! And no. drowned. Why? How? Why? Well, like, what happened? What was he doing? Heart defect. That's it. Speed? Nope. No, I mean twenties, <laughs> probably thirties. Coca Cola probably still had cocaine. Coca Cola. That could have done it. Yeah. Um, um. But no, I mean, a lot of times. Here's the thing that we know with modern science. And when I say modern science, I say it with a bit of irony because it's. 2016 currently and by the time we get to 2020 or 2060 everyone will think that we're barbarians you know what I mean yeah that's the way that medical science proceeds and the deal is anybody who died at a very young age doing strenuous things probably had like acute asthma right or a heart defect or something that Mm -hmm. they should not have been doing I don't know strenuous gymnastics (laughs) <laughs> and they're like horizontally striped leotards <laughs> which also doubled as their bathing suits alright <laughs> so oh no okay so this guy died um, and then we know of at least two children who drown in the pool which after the second child drowned, that caused the athletic club to shut its doors. Oh. So it was like, no more children can drown in this pool. It's like Tommy Lee's house. Why? 
Um, why don't they have a lifeguard on duty? Right? What? Seriously, Pamela Anderson was in Baywatch. <laughs> uh, she'd be like, you guys, I know how to do this. I was on this show. And she just runs in her red bathing suit. <laughs> All she does is run. Well, that kid is dying in the pool. This is and how you lifeguard. She's so deluded that she's like, why did that save him? Yeah, so I meant why well, wasn't there a lifeguard at the athletic club? But <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so anyway, um, so those are the people that we know that have died there. Now oh. there um, are notable ghosts or sure. like apparitions or things that people experience and feel, and you can also um, Google like the rave haunted question mark. Love it. And uh, several, or go into YouTube, and there are um, several videos of people going through the basement and uh, taking, like, a haunted tour. And a lot of the people that are doing it are actually bands that are performing. That's cool. I love that. that. Yeah. So one of them that I watched was, oh, God. It's a group called All Star Weekend. I don't know who they are. And, okay. And I didn't take the time to research them. And again, I'm sorry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> stop. Uh, <laughs> it's not okay. I'm pretty sure they're not your thing. Because they're certainly not our thing. They look like a boy band, kind of. Oh. But they they actually have a kind of a cool video. What are they called? Uh, All-Star Weekend? No, no. Um, I don't, I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> they... They go hey, down there. All-Star All Star Weekend. Thank you for listening to High Spirit. Thank you. Thank you for your uh, contribution. Yeah. No, they, they go down and they, um, it's, it's kind of obnoxious at first because they're all like trying to spook each other out. But then one of the guys goes in and you actually see um, this flash. And I saw it actually before they saw it. I was like, oh, that's, there's a thing right there. Mm-hmm. And so you have to watch a video and they didn't pick it up, pick up on it until like, 30 seconds later when they kind of freaked out about it and then they replayed it. And I was like, yeah, that happened like a minute ago. Yeah. But you know, the thing, um, about, uh, sound versus vision. Right. Uh, and by vision, I mean speed of light. Right. So when we're talking about lightning, you always see it. And then depending on how far away the lightning is, you hear it. Right. I remember being trained at the hinterlands of Illinois to know when uh, a storm was happening or know when a tornado was happening because you could you you would count off every second away. You know what I mean? Like, so lightning yep. would strike one, two, three, four, five seconds. It's five miles away. You have plenty of time. Does that make sense? You know what I'm yep. talking about? No, I totally get it. Okay. No, I've been there. Get yourself a get yourself a childhood in the middle of nowhere and you will know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that, that it, it is interesting to me whenever you watch like ghost footage or it's just like footage of anything that how unaware people are until they hear the sound because the sound is a much more visceral right. experience versus eyes can trick us and we never really know what we're seeing. Um, and even when we see what we're seeing, we don't even know what we're seeing. Right. So you should, I encourage people to, and we can post a, a link to the video too. Um, we should on Facebook. Yeah. Well, High Spirits Chicago on, on Facebook. Facebook. 
uh, I'll, I'll post a link to it because it's actually kind of cool because sometimes you're like, oh, it might be a reflection, but the way it, it flashes, it's like, that's, that's a thing. That's a something. Yeah, that's happening. Um, and I saw it, like I saw it and I was like, oh my God. And they didn't do anything about it. And then I think it was probably like a 30 seconds to almost a minute later, they flipped out and they all just ran back upstairs and then they replayed it. Um, so I will say this too, though, um, having gone on a lot of, uh, ghost excursions, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> that really only takes one person to make everyone freak out. Absolutely. So I know there's been so many times where I'm like, I could stay in this basement for hours. I know it's ooky. I know it's creepy. I know some weird things are going on right now, but I'm okay. It's not going to hurt me. It's like nothing's happening. Right. But if you're with somebody and all of a sudden they're like, Wah! and they like turn over a kitchen table, like all of a sudden you're screaming and freaking out too. For sure. So and, and, and it's definitely was, contagious. No. And that's kind of how this video started out. Yeah. Um, so I agree, but it was so that there was definitely that contagious element to it, but it was kind of cool. There's another video too. There's several of them actually. Some of them are kind of, eh. by the way, I'm not trying to diminish the story at all. I'm just saying having no. done it, I, I, I think I've been there like, and it, cause you're already like, you're a in a little, heightened state. Yeah. You're creeped out and you're just kind of nervous. And then it just takes one person. It kind of goes back to your, um, resurrection Mary story from episode two, I believe. Yeah. Where right. you had that friend who was so ooped out by yep. it. You guys didn't even get there. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. She just freaked out. Right. So, and that's absolutely how this video is. Um, but there's another one actually. So, which again, it plays as comedy and not as ghost hunting. Right. So right. that's why these things are cute. Cause it's like, Oh, that's fun. <laughs> right. Like, we actually were there to see if we can have mm-hmm. the experience. And then this person just lost their mind. So I just pulled this up because I want to get this story right. Yeah. Um, there's another video that I watched. Um, and this guy did actually a two parter, um, which is also on YouTube. Um, and they, this episode brought to you by YouTube, YouTube, they go down to the boiler room and it seems like they're actually getting a tour from, um, uh, an employee there and the video starts. And I think this is actually the second part of the video. Um, the video starts and you actually can hear a rumbling as they're walking past the boiler room. And yeah. It, this uh, has Freddy Krueger right And it almost right, sounds like, and I, I watched this twice today, actually, because I was like, did I hear that right? And it almost sounds like you can hear somebody saying, get out. I love it. That's like, my favorite ghost line. Get, like an Amityville thing. Yeah, get, get out. out. So, like, By the way, that wasn't EVP. That was us. Let's do it again. One, two, three. Get, get out. out. Uh, All right. Rewind it, and it's Paul is dead. <laughs> <laughs> so the thought with the boiler room thing is actually that that is a past employee whose name is Jack. Sweet. Who really loved his job. And didn't want anyone to take it. So he was he like, He does out. not like anybody in his business. And so whenever people are in the boiler room or in that area, they feel very uncomfortable. And um, they don't, they like get hightailed out, out of there. And watch this video. Um, it's kind of crazy because you you can kind of clearly hear get out get out it's yeah. nuts so i don't you know again yeah. grain of salt i don't know if it's fabricated but these guys are kind of like 
like they're not like listen I'll take that salt and I'll throw it in a matzo but yeah. here's the deal I just don't like it I don't like it at all well and the funny thing is is that these guys aren't like they're creeped about it but they don't run away they're kind of like alright let's keep moving they just kind of like, like a guy. move on like kind of like hightail it out right? of there a little bit and then go into the next room <laughs> but they don't like it at all also in life fellas when someone tells you to get out or stop or say or they say no just you know Cool out. Don't do it. Right. And so I think the same applies for ghosts. I mean, mm-hmm. we were talking about this. Like, oh no, I was talking about with somebody else. But like the the certain vein of ghost hunters that are trying to call like ghosts to tasks or to task, like come out if you know, like come out and get me, like punch me, right? Show yourself. Show yourself. And it's like, who do you think you are? The fuck? Yeah. What, you don't. Even, what Not are you? Cool. What are you doing? Not I mean, cool. if this person's here. First of all, if they're if they're evil or mean, they mm-hmm. barely have any powers, which is very obvious. Right. Uh, if they're stuck, then they're just pathetic. And then maybe they don't even know what they are. Or maybe right. or they're you're pissed. not even watching a thing. You're right. just watching, like, resonant energy of, like, the video... Uh, like the analogous video of the thing that happened right. however long ago. Why are you losing your mind and like calling this thing to task? Right. It just is so weird. Yeah. Well, and these guys are actually. So I, yeah, I when say, someone tells if I, and I have never, but if I ever heard uh, audibly with my human ears, which is probably not going to be a thing. Or if I were here an EVP, get out, guess who's getting out? I'm, me the fuck out. I've been to enough therapy to be like, yo, yeah, I'm out of here. This person has declared what they want, and right. I'm like, all right, I honor right. that for sure. All right, ghost stuff. Yeah. So, Sorry. No. So we. Ta- I told you about Jack. Now, um, uh, so they're in the pool room, which is now locked off in the at, basement. In the basement at all times. But a, but I think they let like bands that perform there kind of like hang out or check it out if they ask um in the pool room that's probably the spookiest place of the entire building they're not doing anything to maintain it it's just there there's graffiti all over the walls love it is the water at least gone the water's gone thank god the graffiti all you don't have the mental crazes about Oh, no. Yeah, the water is totally gone and drained. Um, The walls are completely covered in graffiti. Like punk graffiti or 1920s graffiti? The the graffiti is all about the ghosts, actually. (gasps) Oh. Down in that room. Say more. So, like, people have written... I actually don't have... Like any Son of the graffiti. Of that's that's the devastating part about this whole thing is that nobody's actually recorded like what the graffiti. Oh no! But it's all about their experiences. So some people believe that's that, cool as shit though. Well, here's what's crazy: Milwaukee friends of Noels go there, take pictures, find it, my friends. Yeah, and send them to uh, highspirits at gmail dot com. Yes, please. I mean, dude, we I... gotta. We gotta know, like, right? Um, I have Billy Joe Armstrong was there at the burgeoning of his career. Maybe he went down to the pool, 
and like wrote graffiti. <laughs> he, he gave my uncle a French press or something like that when he was there. Yeah, because my uncle's working. Like, no, 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 I know. I, but like, why a French press? I don't know. It was some coffee thing. I don't no, know. No, it was like a beer making kit. It was something beveragey. I don't know. Okay. He did something nice for my uncle. Great. Well, like, we're I mean, doing I, a show I, there. I only think of Judgment. I was like, really? A coffee, a French press? Like, do something awesome. He did something nice for my uncle. This is what I know. And I'm a jerk for not remembering it because my uncle was working with the balustrades. The end. Um, sorry. So, but I have connections to the rave, so I could probably get some graffiti info. Moving on. Okay. So, the pool ghost. Yeah, dude. The pool ghost. So, some people believe that it could possibly be Buddy Holly. <gasps> Love everything about it. Oh, my God. Floating spectacles? Floating spectacles. Now, there's no real proof or anything that would, like, lead people to believe that it could be, but it's more just the simple fact that he had just played there. The idea. The idea of it. The reality is that people think it's probably the man who ran the shelter. Oh, oh, the evil one. The man, the evil man, because like I mean, bad did they things. Feel like, oh yeah, okay. like they. So, um, they kind of just feel uneasy down there, and it's just not a good feeling. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, in general, like people who work security there have reported strong feelings of uneasiness, and um. There are cold spots and uh, mysterious, unexplained smells mm-hmm. um, in the uh, where is it um, in the pool room and, and in the basement. There is a strong smell of bleach and a feeling. Also, aka cat urine. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Ghost. Can I tell you this? Uh, uh, just so everyone knows, I don't know if you are up on your. Uh, ancient Roman laundry methods, but the uh, Romans used to bleach their white clothes with cat urine. Really? Yeah. I did not know that. So <laughs> I'm learning so much. A, I mean, that's a thing. I'm, uh, yeah. I mean, not that it, not that it's either here, there, there, nor there, but whenever I hear these cat pee stories and I'm like, Oh, demons, cat pee. Ah, the uh, room. We just said, yeah, like, it smelled like bleach. I'm like, mm-hmm, a.k.a. Right. Cat urine. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, yeah, so the feeling in the basement is that they, there's a strong smell of bleach and the feeling of, I gotta get out of here. Sure. And by the way, all basements everywhere. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, no one's ever loved a basement. Yes. I'm just, I'm gonna put it out there. Yeah, yeah. My true words have never been spoken. The most amazing basement with like ping pong table and all this shit, and like when the lights turn off, all the children we would all run for our lives up the stairs. Well, because we thought the whole thing was haunted, and I don't, I don't necessarily know that it was or wasn't, but like we could not bear it. It was just too creepy. Well, we are. We have a friend whose parents, um, their old basement was like a game room. Yep. They had this amazing uh, ping, pinball machine that was a clown. Oh, my carnival. God. <laughs> oh, my God. It was so terrifying. I hated that basement. Me too. And I'm convinced that we were playing that game one night, and it said at one point, you're going to die. I think that was part was of it. Was that part? Soundtrack. Oh, 
Okay, because I said that, and everybody's like, no, it doesn't say that. And oh, I thought I was losing well, my mind. Didn't. I thought I heard it, too. I thought it was... No, it said it. Like, it flashed it on the screen to me. You're going to die. Were you, I think you and I were in agreement. Okay. We're, okay, good. Yeah. It was terrifying. But we're also <laughs> dipshits, so... We are the worst. If we corroborate each other's experience, that probably means that someone has very very specific evidence it didn't happen the way we think it did it definitely yeah. i 100% believe that it said <laughs> you're going to do I, d- to die you are I, going to die in this that basement. was creepy right i had i love like, pinball but i did not like that game yeah it was awful and by the way in um uh all the arcades in chicago um pinball is like coming back right i love it um i love it so and much. i saw that very specific game in the one in uh, Wicker Park, mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. went up to it because uh, it was free. <laughs> I beat it with a golf club. No, I mean I wanted. Why to. won't you I die? It was like one of those things. It was like it was like, and by free, I don't mean like inexpensive. I mean like nobody was playing it, <laughs> right. so I was like, oh cool, an open machine. And then I saw it, and I was like, oh, it's. <laughs> Nope, <laughs> it's that one. It's the creepathon with the weird turning fucking head. Um, we need to move along, but I want to say this. I have yep. a friend who uh, actually restores pinball machines and is really into them, and so I'm going to ask him about that game in particular. Now that I'm thinking about it, yeah. because he'll know. All right, so here are other reports of things that people have seen: um, an apparition of a male, which is thought to be the the shelter leader guy the mean guy um strange noises that include disembodied footsteps and banging or knocking sounds um the disembodied voice of a girl laughing and also in addition to that there's a little girl that roams around the old hallway behind the coat check in the basement um and her presence sometimes gives the living a brief sense of dread. Just this little wait, girl. Oh, I don't know who she is. I don't know if maybe she's one of the kids that drowned or like where she comes from. There's like no reference to who she could possibly be, but she's like a common, um, she's like a common thing huh. that people like experience or see. She also, um, let us not forget that this was made in 1920. 1926. Yeah. I mean, we forget this, fellas, ladies, that maybe these ghosts existed far beyond true our own imagination, right. and we just contextually decided, and we put them into the mold of whatever was convenient for us. So she actually probably could be uh, a Native American from um, 800 AD. True. That's a really good point. we see her in the pool area of the eagle and we think oh well she's probably some well, kid who just died and that's and that's a good point because um a lot of people also report hearing kids laughing or or playing together it's more that they're playing um so and this could also be kind of like a resonant a resonant energy thing as well where like maybe people brought their kids there when they were going to use the athletic club and these sure. kids were playing and this is like a footprint that they left. Um, but that's another common thing that they hear is like kids playing and having a good time. Mm-hmm. Um, the other- Which is interesting. I, I love this about so many ghost stories. People talk about how creepy 
it is to hear kids playing and running and laughing and uh, playing ball, which normally is a joyful noise. But honestly, if it's three o'clock in the morning and you're super tired and that's happening in your hallway, creepy as shit. Not okay. But also, not the worst ghost experience. True. If that makes sense. No. Right, but it's it's more just because it's like out of context, so yeah, you're not because it really it right bothers it bothers your sensibility as it should. Mm-hmm. Anything that's out of your frame of reference should bother you for sure. Yes, um, I mean that's that's our ability to say like no, yes, right. maybe. I mean we we know how to mm-hmm. transact a reasonable negotiation because we know how to behave. So right. anything outside of reasonable behavior should be flagged as weird. Yeah, I mean we could go, we could go really deep into that. <laughs> but we will. But we will. A piece of paper. Um, and I'm out of wine. Oh, so <laughs> that's a problem. Um, <laughs> two more things. Um, so uh, people have also reported seeing shadow figures. Now shadow figures are actually kind of a big deal in the ghost world because it depends on who you are and like what you want to think about them. Some people think that shadow figures are actually um, not ghosts and a very evil being that might have some demonic presences and like, or presence and like there's more to them than that. Some people think that you're just seeing things out of the corner of your eye. Like it, it, it depends. And like, that's another whole thing that we'll go into. I'm sorry. I hit that again. Uh, but so people are reporting shadow figures. I'm sorry, being silent on this. No, I'll just hit the microphone and then she's looking at me to be like, shadow figures. No response. Sorry. Um, no, I'm just saying, like, so that's another thing that that's a report. And then finally, like, this is one thing that actually I've, this is the one thing that I actually knew about. Love it. And I have kind of experienced this and didn't realize that this was a thing sort of like I knew that people have talked about it, but I actually have witnessed it firsthand. Um, people have reported, um, hands, disembodied hands, <gasps> no. throwing things off the roof of the building. Ew. And so I've actually been there before where I've been walking out and I felt like stuff hitting me. Awesome. And the head. I um, mean, not like, yeah. did it hurt? No. But it's just kind of like... There's something really punk about that that I really like. Yeah. And so... Well, and that was the thought. Like, uh, somebody threw something at me. Yeah. But it came from above. And so that's kind of like the big thing that people... Like, when people leave there, stuff is thrown at them. And so people don't really think much of it, I think, because they're leaving a show and there's so many people leaving. Yeah. And you've got like they but there do, might be some like a bigger story there. There's a bigger story there possibly, and like I get reservation. I still like, this sticks with me. I never thought about it, and then I've been thinking about it every single time I research these ghost stories, where you were kind of bummed that Resurrection Mary got all the attention away from other ghosts, right? Yeah. And so in this scenario, it's like there could be a spirit there could be something <laughs> i'm here too and they're throwing yeah whatever it is trash particles at you right. the atoms of trash i don't even know whatever collects on the roof like they're so bummed that human beings are walking past and going well it's just punk yeah or like well it's just a show 
And this goddamn ghost on the roof is like, oh my god, pay attention. Well, and the thing is, is that when you're leaving the vet, when you're leaving this venue, they're notorious for giving out these drink coupon or free tickets. Basically, what it is is they hand you this this ticket that says this is a free ticket. Why have we not gone there? If you purchase two drinks, sure. Why have we not so gone there? They go. <laughs> Because it's, I think it's just because I'm like, it's such a part of my youth and like oh, sure. yeah. a thing that, um, it, there's always the catch of like, you have to buy our drinks. So, um, it's, you know, they're colored and whatever. And it's there, it's them promoting like the no name band that's coming into town next. Like sure. come to the show, we'll give you a free ticket. And they like paper everybody's cars that so are partially like with them. Kind of, but kind bigger. Of. I'm, much bigger level. Yeah, no word, but like just but, from my mind. Yeah, they paper everybody's cards with these tickets. Sorry, you're shoebas. walking out and they're handing them to you, and so everybody's kind of distracted by that. But then you might get like hit by something, like what? And you're not. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So that's the rave in Milwaukee. Um, mm-hmm. Questions? None. <laughs> None. Uh, Noelle, thank you so much for like keeping it together. We thought maybe we'd have to throw away this episode. Barely. Barely. We did it. We'll have to see on the replay. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. But here's the thing. I don't know that I mind putting this out. I'm pretty sure there was about three minutes of laughter where no sounds Listen, were Listen, it out. was the funniest. <laughs> you guys can't see it. Man. Boy, did we have a good time in the guest studio. <laughs> Oof-da. All right. Uh, no, I was just coughing over my life. <laughs> ah, stop it. I've got a bit of the illness. Well, I'm not saying that I'm sick. I can't be sick for like two weeks. Yeah, you can. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this was High Spirits brought to you by Gone Away. That's right. Uh, it's from Chicago. It's Half Acre Beer. And Noelle's spirit is brought to us by Carnivore. I eat meat. Yep, that's correct. <laughs> um, please join us again for another episode. Um, Noah has something terrible to say. <laughs> Sweet dreams. <laughs>